Hey guys, this is weekly message number 58. We hope it's encouraging to you to take a look at these. The scripture makes it plain that genuine believers are visitors, aliens, pilgrims, strangers here on this earth, and that this is not our home. And our time here is one of choosing and therefore, because we choose things of the spirit, it's one of discomfort, alienation, uh, because we're absent from the presence of uh, the Lord. The writer of Hebrews said, speaking of the ancients who walk by faith, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1.17, and if you call on the father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, he says, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. And that means in awe and reverence of what will come. He added in the next chapter in 1 Peter 2.11, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, I'm reaching to you, speaking to you as strangers and pilgrims. Abstain from lustly flesh, which war against the soul. And of course, we remember Psalm 119 verse 19 that says, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from thee. So how could this dark fallen ensconced in self world be our home if it runs off the will and ways of the flesh and we are seeking to run and operate live off the ways of the spirit and how here the promotion of self you know you get online you see the selfies and and all the self promotion that goes on in this day of the internet etc and all the things that are clearly not of the Father. I mean, remember, John clearly said, all that is in the world, that's where we live in our flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life are not of the Father, but of this world. So when we die and go to where we're going to go, we're not going to go to a place that orbits around and thrives on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because those things are not of the Father and the destination which we hope to reach. So the point, this is not our home. It's not my home or you, yours. We are aliens sojourning here and waiting, hopefully, that means expectantly, for a better place. The question I have for you to consider today is why do we spend any time as believers attacking, picking on, calling people out whose home this is? I mean, imagine that you're living someplace and you were born there. Let's say it's a desert island, but it has everything you need, water and fruit and food. You're, you were born on this desert island with your family and some friends and you grow up there and you spend all your time fishing and eating and drinking and dancing and having a great time on this island okay and then suppose someone moves in to this island 
and they spend their time criticizing you for the way that you spend your time. That you fish too much, that you eat too much, that you dance too much, that you sing too much. Uh, they want you to do more reading of Holy Scripture and they want you to do more time praying and they want you to do things that are not important to you at all on this island and never have been and they're not gonna be. First and foremost, it's your life and you have the right to live on the island as you see fit. But secondly, you're on an island that is native to you and you have no citizenship or hope for citizenship anywhere else. That is your home. That is your life. So who is this visitor that comes and tells you you need to change? And, and what right do they have uh, when they aren't even citizens of the island to criticize you and tell you how to live? So the scripture seems to intimate that people who make this life here in this world, they're all in all and have zero interest in the place to come, the heavenly realm, things of the spirit, that they have the right to live in whatever way they want. You know, they can live destructively. They can live in sin. They can live worshiping the devil. It's up to them because this is their world. Have you ever thought it interesting that Jesus, who, who shows up in the midst of the Roman Empire, you're talking about pagan gods and you're talking about uh, man-boy love. You're talking about all sorts of things. He doesn't even pay attention to it. And he told Pilate, my kingdom's not of this world. If it was, my servants would fight. My question is, who do we, citizens of another home, think we are? when we try to infiltrate and judge and monitor this world that is owned by somebody else. Um, this is their time. This is what they desire. God has given them a life and a world. He sends the rain to fall on the evil and the just alike, and they can do what they wish, and even he doesn't stop them. He rarely... You know, maybe anciently did, but he rarely steps in and stops any of the stuff that goes on here. That's why we have terrible people who really live to the self doing terrible things and God doesn't stop their hand because this is their world. This is their life and they want to live barbarically. They can. Of course, I get stepping in and stopping an innocent person or a defenseless person from being harmed. As a citizen of this world, you know, most people want to live in peace and harmony. Uh, but to judge and condemn people who are uninterested in the world to come and to criticize them and condemn them because they use drugs and alcohol, because they're homosexuals, because they have and will have abortions, because they get divorced, because they are all about transgenderism and all this stuff. It seems to me that true Christians ought to have an idea that says, I humbly am a visitor here. Thanks for not killing me and eating me. I have an eye that is looking to another place. In the meantime, how can I help you?
How can I humbly serve you? How can I love you? Because it's through that approach that people of this world might say, I like what you have. I want to have what you have. Even Jesus, this kingdom was not his world. Why do we try politically, religiously, you know, judgmentally? Why do we try to make it ours? In my estimation, Christians would get a lot more invitations to share the news that they carry with them if they pulled back their hand and their interest in the way other people live in this world and just showed that they have humble devotion to another way that is to come. If the LGBTQ want to parade, let them parade. Love them. If they want to have bars where there's naked people serving food, let them. If pornography proliferates this world and people want it, let it be there. We are not citizens of the world, so we really shouldn't even be casting our votes toward it. Now, I understand what it means to be a citizen of a state and country and, and you know, your rights as a human being. And if you're interested in that, fine. But I'm just talking about as a Christian. Keep your eyes on the place to come. Realize that you're an alien and a foreigner here. Focus on loving everybody around you as an emissary of that future kingdom. And let God manage the rest. You guys have a great week. We love you.